1: but for the audience, for the world. For the, the studio audience at home? Yes, yes. And at home, I should say. What could he possibly ask us? I'm really curious. <laughs> what's, what's it going to be? I don't, I don't know. Well, here it is. Do I disgust you? <laughs> I disgust you. <laughs> Slurp. <laughs> mm.
0: there's, there's a like gnarly is the word you use to describe it and yes it's it's, it's a very gnarly <laughs> but beautiful but disgusting but just every adjective you can think of oh you know, just, just throw an ad- adjective you know
1: it's it is so much it is just it it's 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 got themes it's got great themes mm-hmm. it's got a lot on its mind it's all about the psychoplasmics whatever the fuck those whatever are i don't, we don't know. know we'll never know yeah. They sound complicated and fascinating. Right.
0: It, 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 it cults, cults meant some uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit of a cult. It's sort of, uh, yeah. a divorce drama, you know. It's uh, yeah. what's marriage story, you know. This this film was doing that shit like forty years ago, you know.
1: Yeah, Kramer versus Kramer. Who? Right. Yeah. Come on. Uh, it's all about Come the
0: brood, y'all. On. Yeah, they both came out this the same is... year, which is yeah, kind of kind of nutty. Hmm
1: unbelievable it's 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 uh it's a a fascinating little tale of generational trauma Mm. and uh and yeah it's just a lot of blunt force violence to the head Mm -hmm. like these murders are just vicious like every single person in in this dies not by knives or axes or meat cleavers or even strangulation it's just like blunt force let's pick up a hammer or like a snow globe and just beat someone in the head until they're right. dead right it's yeah. it's very personal these are very yeah. personal attacks you can feel it mm-hmm it's, there's yeah. just that anger Ooh. angry and kind of
0: childlike which makes sense mm-hmm. and primal and yeah just I mean if, if you picture a kid like trying to kill someone it wouldn't be anything super clever it would just be them grabbing something and you know bashing it on the head and yeah it's 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 nutty, nutty. What a great movie it's wonderful right. it's movie. Probably his best screenplay, I would say. I I, mean, I think so. Yeah. They, I mean, his films are most of them are pretty great, but like the the screenplay is usually not the thing that you leave the film being like, oh, that the writing was really good on that. It's usually the you know no. the body horror and um yeah. everything else, the visuals and uh,
1: yeah. It's it's I, I think Cronenberg is great with sort of introducing these these really fascinating ideas and mm-hmm. themes and imagery that you can never forget. But like right. I I do think there's a certain coldness to a lot of his work, and yes, this movie I has, I think, a lot of the, I I, th- I think pro- probably this and the fly have the most humanity. I think, yeah. Um, there's just something very personal about this film, and of course it's because it's loosely based on his own divorce dramas. Right, <laughs> um, but right. it's it it just has a little more weight there, whereas like a movie like say Videodrome, I know people love it. And I love, like, the first half, and then at some point it just loses me, and I'm like, who yeah. are these people? What's going on? Same. I remember, like, the vagina stomach and the the hand that's fused to the gun. I remember the imagery, but I don't right. remember it. – it, it didn't really make me feel much, except, like, well, this is kind of a gross image, I suppose. I'm going to remember that, but it didn't make me feel a lot. And this movie makes me feel – I can feel the anger. I can feel the, the pain. And right. why, once again – the trauma, the trauma. It's all about the tra- trauma.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very true. It, it's uh, sort of a, I don't know, yeah, how to describe it. Almost sterile kind of. A, not, not this film in particular, but his other films, like you said, *Video Drone* yeah. is just. It, it, yeah, coldness, I think that's a yeah, mm. pretty good way to describe it. I mean, this, this film is literally cold. It's, you know, very winter, very which is cold. Why we, why we chose it. But, and yet, there
1: is this sort of heart under, the beating heart under, under it. It is. And, uh, this movie is so cold, I had to put on my jacket last night as I was wa- watching it. I was like, brr! It's pretty chilly. Oh. Pretty chilly. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm.
0: What has been going on in the world oh. recently?
1: So much. Well, I so mean, much. we we do have to discuss our beloved Tracy Flick returning oh, well, of course to our lives yes. yes that was kind of a shocker i didn't yeah. expect that
0: i did not i you know i heard ramblings about this but i thought it was just a rumor and like, mm-hmm. who knew what was going to happen but they were like y'all if you don't know reese witherspoon is returning to play mm-hmm. tracy flick in the yes. sequel to Election, which we just released an episode of a few weeks ago, we actually recorded it like two years ago, but we we released it to the public <laughs> like two weeks ago. Shh!
1: They don't know that, Gavin. They don't know. They, they know. don't know. Sorry, it was it was brand new. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine what else we have in our vaults, right? In so the haunted much. hill vaults, so much.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, Alexander Payne is back, which is crazy and unbelievable. It's um based on the book by Tom Parada, which I have not read. And part of me wants to read it, and part of me wants to be surprised. It just came out this me year. Me too. But yeah. I
1: don't know. I kind of want to just experience the film fresh, so that yeah. even if it's not like... Because you know how when you read you read a book, and you're always going to have your, fa- your fav- favorite parts, or you, uh, uh, certain characters are never going to seem exactly as you Im- imagined in your... Right. Right. Head, and then it just kind of taints the whole experience of the movie because you're like why did they change that bit or oh the right. ending was so much better in the book yeah. but if you just go in there blind just experiencing a new movie instead and not yeah. trying to compare it it tends to go a little bit better i think so and yet you will always be faced with those people
0: who are like well the book is so much better and i'm like well i'm sure it is but you know yeah i'll get to it someday you know
1: <laughs> we'll see yeah i mean the the the, the thing about adaptation is that you can't always just do exactly what the book did sometimes right. it's not very cinematic you have to change change things up and right. sometimes they get it right sometimes they don't but mm-hmm. I can understand why they have to change stuff because yeah. you know it's a new medium you have to right. switch it up keep it fresh
0: it'll be interesting to see if they retcon the end of election where she's working as the um, uh, assistant for the senator right. or something right yeah um I, I have a feeling they might just keep it and then but still go the direction of because i think the book she's like working for a company or something it's 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 she doesn't end up where she thinks she's gonna be which who, who right. of us do you know in exactly life. Uh,
1: which i think is why it sounds pretty great actually i think so too it's a great place to to find her in this place where she never thought sh- she would be at this age mm-hmm. and trying to deal with you know life and all of its many problems
0: right right yeah it's gonna be on the peacock
1: which i thought it was pa- paramount oh, right is it paramount plus i don't know i think one so, of those two right? okay paramount we'll go with paramount, it's then. paramount. okay because they one also those... gave us orphan first kill so right now mm, yeah. i would say pa- paramount plus is the finest streaming service <laughs> at the moment i mean they're putting <laughs> out pretty good stuff here yeah <laughs> giving us what we
0: want yeah i, I can't even though part of me is like, oh, I wish it was coming to theaters. I'm like, I, c- I can't really see I an election sequel doing particularly well in theaters. I, if, if fucking, yeah. you know, Steven Spielberg can't get people to exactly. the movies these days, like, I don't I don't know what can.
1: That's not a superhero movie or a horror movie, so. That's unfortunate, but it's kind of the truth. I mean, I don't even think Election did that well when it first came no, out. No, right? like, yeah, like it, was it was more of a Critically well-received, hit, yeah. but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is coming
0: on the heels yeah. of... Uh, Freeway just got a 4K release um, oh. for Vinegar Syndrome.
1: Yeah, apparently my order is out for delivery, I think, very soon. That's so good. I hope I I have it um, very soon because I'm so excited. Yes. We I did go a little to, crazy. I might have sale. to cover that sometime in the
0: new year. Oh, so.
1: yes, absolutely. I yeah. love Freeway. So good. So good. Vinegar <laughs> Syndrome doing the Dark Lord's work, as always. They really are. I mean, it's, oh, it's just so nice to have these things out and and uh, and about and available because i'm going to tell you something i made the grave mistake this week of watching adventures in babysitting on disney plus because i thought it's more convenient than going across the hall to get my dvd and they edited that movie they have dubbed it there are scenes that are dubbed for content as if this is 1992 and it's on nbc i don't approve of this gross and i think it's very sad that most people are not going to know the difference they're not going to know that they're getting an edited movie it's a shame
0: it's very sad that makes Mm. it makes no sense like i know they're like a a family service but they have like all of the simpsons on there and i don't think they really edit it and they they have other adult stuff on there and in in um countries other than the united states like they put horror movies and stuff on there um because they don't have hulu in like some of these other countries Uh, oh right so it's like i i I just don't see the point i don't see the point of hulu in general anymore because it's owned by disney it's like you may as well just combine everything but of course they can charge people more if we have like multiple services so
1: that is true yeah yeah it just it just sort of makes me glad that physical media is still a thing
0: yeah
1: because you know you're kind of at the mercy of these streamers and if the only place streaming a movie is disney plus well right you might get a slightly edited version, right? Right. That's unacceptable, Disney Plus. We also had a
0: <laughs> very complicated death this week that we oh. should probably acknowledge. Yeah, but I don't really know what to yeah. say about it
1: other than it happened. And uh, yeah, I mean, guess yeah. we got a poor, poor one out for Kirsty Alley. She I was, got uh... poor something out for her, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> she was, uh, you know, complicated is the word. Yeah. Uh, I love her first, you know, half of her career yeah. uh, before she went off the rails and uh, right. became kind of a garbage person, which is a shame. But, right. uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 it, it's it's weird when people like this go because you feel so many things. It's complicated when
0: any celebrity dies, because I think people mm-hmm. feel like they knew this person and they didn't. Right. I mean, they they knew no. who this person person was on screen but that is mm-hmm. not who this person was in real life you know and, right. and i think we always want the person to have been a good good person in real life but we don't know like none of us really know mm-hmm. and i mean in this yeah. case we have a better idea because she was pretty vocal about some of her you know beliefs but right in most cases it's just i don't know i think people want to believe that the person they saw on screen growing up was a good person when that's not always the case and that's just no and i just we've seen over the years how just hollywood corrupts people in general like people who start out right. as like apparently decent human beings just get thrown into this machine that just like eats you up and power corrupts people and it's just i'm, I'm not using that as an excuse but i think it, it it happens and uh it's unfortunate but i don't know um but yeah i guess rest in peace here's the alley like thanks for the movies not thank yeah. you for the viewpoints and everything else but it is what yeah. it is <laughs> um,
1: oh
0: Thanks for fucking Drop Dead Gorgeous. I mean, that yeah, was one of my favorite awesome. movies of all time. So have you watched
1: anything recently? I went to see The Menu, which was, oh, yeah. How was lovely. That? Good. I really Good. enjoyed it. Rafe Fiennes is terrific. He's got these like little subtle moments that just break your heart and then make you laugh and then freak you out. It's a great performance. Um, and it's really funny. It's a funny movie. It's like a it's a satire. I didn't really know what they were going to be doing with this but mm-hmm. it was genuinely funny at times and um a satire in 2022 what? what is the world ending what's happening what? the sky is falling <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's really great though and i'm convinced that if this anya taylor joy is in anything i'm going to enjoy it because i think she has the best taste in picking projects she's yeah. always doing the most fascinating stuff and she's great in this yeah she's fantastic um, it good. really gives her a lot to chew on. I love her. I love, I, I love her and Jenna Ortega and Mia Goth. Like the three of yeah. them together need to do like a road movie or something. <laughs> Cause they're just so fun. And they pick projects. It's a good little and,
0: new oh, generation. Yeah. Of Yeah. I don't know. Call, I guess you call them scream queens in their own way. It's not like traditional sort of. slashers scream queens, but it's, no. uh, if, we're, if we're just saying we're, horror women, then yes.
1: It makes me optimistic Young women. for the future of film and acting and all of the good stuff so yes definitely check out the menu it's it's, Mm -hmm. it is worth your time good stuff
0: i watched a series on apple tv plus called bad sisters it plays like sort of an irish version of desperate housewives or big little Mm -hmm. lies a little bit also like why women kill it's got some great campy hijinks in there but the character work i think is the main reason to watch it it's just really really solid but even the villains quote-unquote villains like you feel for, which is hard to do. Oh, and, um,
1: that sounds so cool!
0: Something that Marvel movies could learn something from, because every single fucking villain in those movies is just this baddie
1: <laughs> that has no uh,
0: <laughs> motivation or anything. But whatever. Um, how do I describe it? So it's it's this group of I think it's five sisters, and one of them is married to this guy who mysteriously has died at the beginning of the series, and you don't know how. But of course, we're going to jump back in time, and we're going to show you slowly over each episode how this guy ultimately ends up dead. So it's got this kind of like who done it vibe to it too because you don't know which of the sisters actually um killed him. He's he's a real piece of fucking work. Like uh you just see how terrible he is episode after episode. Um so you know, y- you don't really feel bad for when he finally does meet his maker. Um but uh yeah, it was it was it was good. Um I would say closer to Desperate Housewives than like Big Little Lies uh pretty campy Ooh. um which is enjoyable and um renewed for second season i don't know what's gonna happen it it ended fairly um decisively so it'll be interesting to see where they go with it as we saw from desperate housewives sometimes (laughs) that works and sometimes it doesn't you know when you have to create a whole new mystery every season like sometimes they can pull it off and other times it's like this
1: is this is hard well, after a while, you do start to think, "What the fuck is in the water in okay. this neighborhood? Why is everyone insane? And like, Jeez, why do they still live here, and killing yeah. everyone? Like, yeah. just move. Yeah, what is this—the David Gordon Green Haddonfield universe? Right. Why exactly. is everyone insane? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Fucking
0: Woodsboro too. Yeah, just just <laughs> yeah. get out of these towns.
1: Why does every family member want to kill Sidney Prescott? Like, right. d- deal with your trauma by yourself. Mm-hmm. Find a therapist. Lord, right. exactly. Put down the ghost face mask, sir, yeah. ma'am. But yeah,
0: those are, those are some uh, suggestions from us, folks. Yeah, if, yeah we're suggesting out. things. We're, we're, we're watching out there, stuff. Watching stuff. We might have to do like an end of the year rundown since we've actually like watched Ooh. things this year. Um, yeah, that's what's going on in the world as always. Um, but today we're taking a little trip back to 1979. <laughs> 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 staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> disco's there is, dead kevin there is no disco in this movie unfortunately <laughs> there
1: should have been i think there could have there been like have a been. death at a disco club but someone could have easily gotten beaten to death with a disco ball because that's so. what these kids love to do <laughs> and i think it it, it could have worked <laughs> samantha <laughs> totally egger just worked. on on roller skates like holding the
0: womb <laughs> <when she's>, <laughs> <laughs> Xanadu <laughs> do, 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 do. Olivia Newton-John just blaring in the bathroom ba- Bathroom, background the ba- Also the bathroom
1: Gene Kelly's just doing a line Of coke and being like, hello, it's me mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, That's what heaven Will look like, you get in there It's like the set from Xanadu, but then here Comes Samantha Egger <laughs> on, on roller skates with a With a brood sack Right, <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh, geez. That's all I want. But yes, uh, 1979, David Cronenberg. He conceived the screenplay in the aftermath of an acrimonious divorce with his wife, which resulted in a bitter custody battle over their daughter. Um, According to Wikipedia, and I question this a little bit, but they say he became aware of Kramer vs. Kramer around this time period, and it was part of the um, inspiration for this movie. But again, these movies came out the same year, so... Maybe, yeah, much but I watch? questioned it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Kramer vs. Kramer cr- was based on a book. It was based so on a book, that. right? Yeah. So maybe he was familiar with a book. When he was casting the roles of Frank and Nola, he tried to find actors who were, quote-unquote, vague facsimiles of himself and his wife. Um, so he cast Art Hindle in the role of Frank, who is very attractive,
1: I might add. Oh, he's so fucking hot. Oh, my God.
0: And, um, of course, our dear uh, Samantha Egger, who you might remember from last week, when we talked about her in curtains.
1: Listen, we're not intentionally doing like a Samantha Egger Canadian horror month, but right. it's turning into that. It's
0: it's sort of uh, becoming that.
1: It is morphed into that. Yeah. So I hope nobody's angry about that. And um I'm fine with that. I yeah, think we I'm should fine. do de- Demonoid next <laughs> next week. <laughs> next.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll
1: see. Uh the great Oliver Reed was cast in
0: the role of Hal Raglin, uh of course, a psychologist in the movie. Um, this marked the second time Egger and Reed had starred in a film together. They were previously in The Lady in the Car with Glasses and a Gun. Quite a title. I that is not seen the it.
1: worst title I've ever <laughs> heard yep, in my life. <laughs> and,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> I haven't seen it, but uh, let us know how it is, folks. Um, it almost sounds like a Jalo title. It does.
0: It does. Also, Edgar and Reed had known one another personally because they grew up together in Bledlow, England um Mm. egger was impressed by Cronenberg's screenplay so she agreed to appear in the film as she felt the role of nola was quote-unquote almost shakespearean how could you turn this part down well i mean that is true how could you (laughs) how could you i do remember bloody babies and
1: wombs in hamlet so makes sense Um, in some productions yes Yes. they really do go all out they really (laughs) they they, they really play that up Mm. That, that was more of an experimental production. I mean, but... you got to get experimental these days. That's uh, you do. That's, what, that's
0: what they do with these older plays and um, operas. And, you know, let, let's <laughs> yeah. set it in the the 1920s, and the,
1: the, the jazz it's no era. And... <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like <sighs> the Sound of Music, but it takes place in an orphanage exactly. in Soviet Russia. I'm like, why? <laughs> exactly. why? Why? That why? does make sense. Why? why are we doing this? Right. Because right. I have a concept. God damn it! I'm right. a director. And we've, uh, we've thrown out
0: the orchestration orchestrations, and now it's like a three-piece rock band the whole time, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're just going to have one guy on a Casio and his brother on a g- 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 guitar for this Rodgers and Hammerstein score. <laughs> the, the, the kids will love it. The kids will adore it. <laughs> It'll be stripped down and gritty. I'm like, and sound like shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Exactly. exactly. Fuck you. Give me a thirty-piece orchestra, yeah, and they'll all be playing their own instruments, just like they did in the Sondheim (laughs) (laughs) musicals. They can either act, or sing, or play an instrument. They can't do all at once, okay? Maria comes out with
0: this electric guitar. (laughs) My God!
1: I have confidence in sunshine. (laughs) I have confidence in sunshine. Climb every <laughs> mountain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, Mother Abbess. <laughs> Mother Abbess does kind of sound like a, a like a metal band name. Like I could see.
1: Oh, that's it, a great name for it. <laughs> Mother Abbess. <laughs> we are Mother Abbess. We climb mountains every day. Mountains of depression uh, and pain.
0: <laughs> fucking skulls and taking names. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Rob Zombie's directing the production,
1: actually. Now that, now that it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Sherry Moon will be a perfect Maria. She'll be great. <laughs> I can't wait for this. <laughs> but Dee Wallace as Liesel will stop the show. Okay, <laughs> it'll be wonderful. All the kids are just these like classic '70s horror actresses and actors. <laughs> Love it. Ginger Lynn is <laughs> Mother Abbess. Oh, I love it! Oh, I love it. I I would actually go see that. I'm, I'm I would I, I'm I'm not even ashamed to say it. I would life is too short. Sure. life is, I mean, why not? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I miss <laughs>
0: Pamela Anderson in Chicago, so I may as well go see. Right.
1: You, yeah, <laughs> <best. laughs> you miss the event of the theater season. Oh, right. exactly. You must. You must repent. <laughs> oh, oh geez. wow! Coming to N- NBC Live next year. <laughs> do they doing the those it's music. been like three years since they've done i, mean, I guess with the pandemic yeah, happened but I like guess, i haven't yeah, seen it was one pandemic, in a while and they kept talking about doing bye bye birdie with Ch- Ch- jennifer lopez yeah and that never happened right so I, hmm. I don't know
0: uh okay what else on the brood the brood um the film's budget was approximately one million dollars and 500 no i'm sorry one million five hundred thousand dollars i think that's how you say it <laughs> billion dollars how
1: about i just say that (laughs) (laughs) it sure made me feel like 1.5 billion dollars. (laughs) egger recalled (laughs) the production crew was very small
0: they only had about seven crew members in total which is oh wow pretty impressive that's that's the way to do it um (laughs) she says that many of them were academics and phds standing around holding lights
1: (laughs) okay sounds about right (laughs) sounds like canada (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um her scenes were shot over a period of three days, which is crazy. I I, I was gonna ask, like, it seems because she's really only in the movie for probably five minutes altogether. Yeah, they kind really. of disperse it throughout the movie, but she's she's not there that much, and yet she's
0: like Mm-mm. the reason to see the movie. Basically, she's the yeah. I- iconic part of the movie. Um, you remember her? You do, you do. Cronenberg uh, cast a group of child gymnastics from Toronto to play this brood of children.
1: Well, they're this very was also, scary.
0: yeah, I know they they, they do a very good job here uh this was also the first film score by howard shore just kind of netty oh and it's a goodie too it is it is yes um he's one of the you know biggest composers of all time really film scores and this is where he got started
1: yeah it's crazy. and i think cronenberg's used him mostly for every other film he's done i, I think, think so yeah 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 for hmm. the most part there have mm-hmm. been a few that have not been done by him but yeah it says in here shore so. has
0: written the music for all but one of cronenberg's subsequent films i don't know which one but one of them oh, i think it was
1: the dead zone I
0: don't think that, it was the oh dead zone. yeah yeah which is also wintry. the brood had cuts demanded uh to get an r rating in the u.s uh i know egger apparently came up with the idea of licking the the fetus and the baby um but uh <laughs> censorship yeah they didn't like that the mpaa were kind of like mm, a little much here um so I think they had to make some cuts yeah. to that. Uh, what a bunch of babies, really. I know. I mean, I know. come on. Cronenberg uh, says about that, um, I had a long and loving close-up of Samantha licking the fetus when the censors, those animals, cut it out. The result was that <laughs> a lot of people thought she was eating <laughs> eating her baby, <laughs> which is much worse than what I was suggesting. <laughs>
1: I love when that happens when like you cut something and it actually makes the scene even more like visceral somehow. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's like, you like, you do you realize that by cutting this, you've just made it so much worse. Right. Exactly.
0: Uh, Brood was released in North America on June 1st, 1979. It's uh, grossed $5 million, which is not bad given the fact that it was made for $1.5 million. Um, I think it was a little bit of a sleeper hit. It kind of uh, grew over time. Pretty good reviews too. Eighty-three percent approval rating on on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um, I don't know if those have gotten better or over the years. I, I maybe I don't I don't I'm not sure how they were at the time. Let's see what some of them at the time were. Variety called it an extremely well made, if essentially unpleasant chocker. Right. Oh, okay. Uh sorry
1: you didn't get no kicks out of it. I know. Yeah. It, was it supposed <laughs> to be pleasant? Is that the point I of the movie? Were you,
0: were you? Uh, <laughs>
1: it's like i was waiting for the musical numbers like what what Mm -hmm. like those kids together could really do a great kick line right exactly
0: that that, that, that's what this needed really you know Um, a cabaret number of some sort (laughs) yeah uh roger ebert our dear eves uh he called it a bore he said it was uh disgusting in ways that are not entertaining (laughs) oh Rog, come on now um as opposed to the great disgusting moments in Alien or Dawn of the Dead. It seems like we're splitting hair a little okay. bit. Hair's a little, a little First bit. of all, Uber. those
1: are two very different kind, kinds of movies. Right. You cannot exactly. judge them. Are there people who really want to see repre- reprehensible trash like this? Uh,
0: yes, yes, their actually. names are in,
1: Kevin in, and Chris. In yes. fact,
0: yes, here we are talking about this wonderful <laughs> reprehensible trash. Uh, hmm. Los Angeles Times, they said it is well-made and expertly acted um depicted its or sorry criticized its depictions of violence but have you seen herschel
1: gordon lewis's movies folks yeah this ain't nothing uh, this ain't compared new. to those this ain't new of course they oh. they didn't like those either but yeah. they i'm sure they didn't but oh well
0: <laughs> uh, yeah in 2004 uh it was voted as one of the 100 scariest moments of all times on that uh bravo channel uh mm-hmm. series that they did and uh I assume it was the was end, a, you know?
1: That was a great one. Yeah, I think yeah. I do believe it was the licking of the baby, I believe.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's creepy. Uh, the Brood has been noted by critics uh, for its prominent themes surrounding fears of parenthood, as well as corollary preoccupations with repression and the treatment of mental illness in women. Well, what is happening in this great film?
1: Well, we've got this doctor called Dr. Raglan, who was played by Oliver Reed. So, you know you're in trouble because mm-hmm. he's just, you know... He's he's got that dangerous vibe about him like uh, yeah like he's he's, he's kind of hot but he's a little shifty. He's shifty, you know? you know. Uh
0: go watch uh Ken Russell's The Devils folks and uh oh yeah. you'll you'll, you'll see you'll see
1: yeah it's like you get the feeling that like he let you bl- blow him but then he'd like snap your neck and like mm-hmm. hit you in the face mm-hmm. like and maybe just, you'd, be, you'd be into it a little but, you know <laughs> i mean it's all of a read i might be into right. it. i don't know <laughs> i mean like i'll call him daddy any day oh my god they say that so many times in, in this beginning. movie i forgot
0: like just how many times every <laughs> that guy like every line he has is like call me daddy oh Okay, Daddy. Okay. He won't be my daddy anymore. Will you be my daddy?
1: It's like we get it. You want him get to it. be your daddy. Take a number, honey. Come on. Right, exactly. Um and so he plays Dr. Raglan and he is operating this uh this clinic called the Soma Free Institute of Psychoplasmics. It's a uh, quite a and name. Quite a name. It's it's quite a mouthful. a mouthful. And and he's got this theory that his patients can work through their psychological issues and trauma by having these sores and tumors and shit like grow out of their bodies and he's got this patient named mike who has some sort of daddy issues and they're on stage and dr raglan's like using him as an example of the work that they're doing and they're doing a little daddy son role play not 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 the P- not that p- kind p- porn kind although you you never know with cronenberg he seems right. like a kinky little fucker i don't right. know right. Um, behind the scenes like yeah he's probably mm-hmm. like let me lick your eyeballs before mm-hmm. we fuck and shit mm-hmm. um and so mike opens up his shirt and shows the audience that there's all these sores all over his body and everyone's like oh my god this is amazing dr raglan's a genius except for this guy named frank who has come there to pick up his daughter candy who's been staying with his wife, Nola, who is one of Dr. Raglan's patients. Mm -hmm. And so Frank takes Candy home and he's bathing her and he notices these bruises all over her back and he's like, what the fuck? So he goes back to the Institute and he speaks with Dr. Raglan and he's all like, did Nola, my wife, do this? Did did she abuse our child? And you need to work harder to make her better. And... You know, he's kind of starting to question Dr. Raglan's methods and if they're really working. And he, he thinks he, he can maybe use this in his custody case against NOLA. Um, right. And he finds this guy named Jan Hartog, who <laughs> used to be a, a patient of Dr. Raglan's. And now he's, he's in like a hospice of some sort because he's dying of this cancerous tumor that's coming mm-hmm. out of his neck. Yeah. And he's tr- trying to sue dr raglan and the institute and stuff mm-hmm. and uh and and bo- before he goes to see this guy he takes candy to nola's mother who is quite the character she's like this sort of this day drinking lush who's always like just scrolling through these old pictures and and talking about the olden days and stuff she she seems harmless enough uh at first yeah at first like, hmm. at first at first you know, like just sort of
0: kooky, uh, and a glass of wine with every meal, or, or five. Yeah. But you know, she's uh, not the psychotic person who we later find out she is exactly. Uh, but yeah,
1: and uh, and so back at the institute, Doctor Raglan is trying to make Nola have a breakthrough. So they're doing a little bit of role playing, and he's playing her mom, and Nola's all like, "You hit me and threw me down the stairs, mummy. You hurt me," and then dr raglan switches to nola's father and she's all all like you didn't protect me daddy so now we're starting to see that uh, nola has a pretty good reason for needing therapy because right. her childhood clearly was not great and it seems as if she's starting to show signs of turning into her mother she's very scared that frank is seeing those signs as well it's just not a good situation all around yeah
0: it's and the, the uh, movie
1: kind of taps into the um I mean, there was this huge self-help
0: boom in the seventies too, where everyone mm-hmm. just, I mean, everyone is willing to try anything to you know, fix any of their life issues, which I mean, has always been the case, but I think in particular in the seventies, like they would, I mean, all these self-help help guides started coming out and you would turn to these people who like had the solution to anything. And that's partly what caused a lot of these cults to pop up. I mean, the, the Jonestown yeah. massacre had just happened like a year before this movie came out. Um, so you can see, I think, Cronenberg kind of tapping into that a little bit, too, of just like this cult mentality of like, oh, this this group, they can help me like they've they've cured others in the past. And um, and uh, again, these these organizations still exist. I mean, I mean, you made a movie about I mean, one in terms of the uh, sexuality. <laughs> um, oh, yes. So it's like I mean, yeah. there's, there's always going to be these organizations that can claim they can, quote unquote, cure anything that's happening with you, you know, but mm-hmm. it's um, yeah. But it's interesting that he kind of had his thumb on that pulse, too, of like, this is what's going on in in the world right now um but yeah absolutely
1: it's not a good situation for our care characters here uh because candy is at her grandmother's and they're looking at pictures and um and there's a picture of nola when she was a kid and candy's like why was mommy at the hospital and her grandmother's like oh well she had all these sores all over her body when she was a child and then she became a teenager and they just sort of stopped and then all of a sudden they hear this big crash and the grandmother's like oh silly me i must have stacked the dishes poorly i'll go (laughs) check do you want a refill honey because i'm gonna get one And I think she's on like refill number five now. Right. And and so she goes in there and the kitchen is ransacked. It's like someone's broken in and is just like throwing shit. And she looks up and there's this child looking thing that just like attacks her and takes this meat tenderizer and just beats her on the head like Mm -hmm. 500 times. It's brutal. Mm -hmm. And poor Candy comes in and sees her grandmother's corpse. And then that little demon child thing appears at the st- stairs and like snarls and then just like disappears. You're like, where where did this thing go? Right. And Frank gets a call that something's up. So he 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 goes in. He goes to the police st- st- station um, where they're talking about how the grandmother was murdered and they found Candy asleep upstairs. And when they woke her up, she didn't respond and she couldn't really remember anything or even being brought there. And then a, a, a psych psychologist comes in and is all like, you better resolve and deal with this trauma now because it can grow into something bigger. So we're going to need you to talk to your kid up about this right now. <laughs> and so he's tucking her in at night and he's all like, do you want me to read you a story? No, then why don't you tell me a story, huh? Tell me about what happened to your grandmother today, and she's all like, "Ah, eh, no, I'm good. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go to sleep." And he's like, "Oh, great." And then Nola's estranged father shows up, and he's all like, "I'm really sorry that you and Nola and that beautiful child are going through what your what her mother and I went through." And and I really like this character a, a lot because there's such sadness to this guy. You know, it's 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 like. It's almost like there was a part of him that thought, like maybe they could reconcile. Like clearly, he loved his wife, but maybe she was just not someone that he could live with because clearly she had problems. You know, it's, if if she's abusing her kid, right? And he's I, it's not kind really of, addressing it. I don't really, yeah, I don't really
0: know how to read this guy. Like, did he know that his wife was abusing the kid, right.
1: or did he just
0: choose not to see it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it seems like there's a
1: lot of guilt. You know he's like i i think i i feel like he did and just didn't know how to deal with it and figured well maybe if we just get divorced right then maybe stuff will stop or which is kind of interesting because it's something
0: usually the gender roles are flipped on that it's usually you know right in in these movies it's usually the dad that's abusing and the mom looks Mm -hmm. the other way so now it's kind of flipped there which is interesting i don't know if that's like cronenberg like
1: putting in some of his own experiences in there but i don't know right yeah, I mean, I I think it's maybe that's why this film kind of hits a little too hard for some people because you you yeah. just you never expect to see a woman who society has taught us is sup- supposed to be warm and right maternal and caring being right. such a monster. Yeah, um, the women don't come fact, off you know, particularly were, well in this movie, but at the same
0: time, like no. women can be complicated creatures, folks. Like, yeah, real life, I mean,
1: yeah. I've 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 heard the claims of misogyny against this movie and i i guess i can see it but i mean there is one supportive female ca- character the right. teacher She's right. a a she, she's like a good p- person she's care yeah there's kind of some like scientology stuff with this
0: too just in, i mean just the way they operate this this organization of like you know oh you, totally you have to come here to get healed you're not allowed to go to like anyone else and um uh if you talk about like your treatment like we'll like disown you and like ruin your life essentially. Yeah. And um yeah, but it, it's, it's given me it maybe kind of because we were it. talking about Kirstie Alley but yeah, it's given me really maybe. like <laughs> um, Scientology
1: <laughs> views here. Yeah. Well and, and he wrote a book too, which is kind of like L Ron Hubbard ish, you know yeah. he's got this yeah. book out there about his his theories. Mm-hmm. And um and and yeah and so then uh Frank tells him about Dr raglan and so he decides to go up there by himself and tell nola that her mom is dead and dr raglan and his i'm gonna say gay assistant he's fucking on the side <laughs> yes um yes. turn him away <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and, um... <laughs> there's no question like this is this is, this is <laughs> <what's> going on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh and so that um frank goes to pick up candy from school and she's hanging out with her teacher named ruth and candy's like daddy she was just saying that she was hungry so maybe she should come to our house and have dinner and he's like great idea and you're like oh this is gonna turn into a sweet little rom-com you know like <laughs> divorce a dad and sweet teacher this is gonna be such a heartwarming story um but mommy's still around <laughs> somewhere <laughs> <And> unfortunately <laughs> And so Nola's dad is just wandering around the house crying at his ex-wife's body outline on the floor and shit. And he's and he calls up Frank and is like, I think we should go see Dr. Ragland together and demand to speak to Nola. And Frank's all like, I'm sort of in the middle of this thing with Candy's teacher, but okay, sure. And he just leaves to go talk him off the ledge and leaves Candy with Ruth as if this poor woman doesn't already have enough on her plate being a damn tea- teacher. She's already underpaid, you know? overworked. Yeah. On, give her a break. I mean, I'm sure they probably pay teachers a little bit more in Canada. Do they? Right. Maybe. I would, I would assume so. Yeah. I hope so. You know, yeah. I mean, it can't get much worse than it's it does an American bad. teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, And um, then back at the house, Nola's dad is going through his ex-wife's stuff and crying and he goes into the bedroom and he falls on the bed and he doesn't see that the little demonic child that killed his ex-wife has been hiding under the bed this whole time and he just crawls out and grabs this little snow globe looking things and just bashes him in the head with it until he's dead and and then Nola calls Frank, but Ruth picks up and she's all like, I know you. You're that teacher at my daughter's school. Leave my family alone, you bitch. <laughs> and she's all like, oh my God, I did not sign up for this. I'm already not, underpaid. Not overworked. quite the Black Christmas phone call, but it's, it's a good phone call. No, like, it's a good scene. No. It's a good little. Yeah. It's moment. not quite, let me lick your pretty pink pussy, but mm-hmm. it it, it but will is? do. Okay. What is? Yes. <laughs> The mormon tabernacle Uh, choir over here with your annual obscene phone call (laughs) Um, let me lick your pretty pussy can you imagine that like that That would be great um and so frank gets to the house a little too late and he finds the grandfather's body beaten to a pulp and then this creature leaps out and starts trying to attack him but he knocks not knocks it off and it falls to the floor and then just starts like convulsing before it just dies Right. And so they take it to get an autopsy top, and the do- the doctor's like, This thing um is probably colorblind. It has no sex organs, no way of speaking, no belly button, and it came with some sort of camel's hump of gas where like once it runs out, it'll just die. Yeah. So it's clearly not meant to live forever. It wasn't born naturally from like a womb. Mm -hmm. And the police are all like, we think this could have just been some sort of child that Nola's mother had and kept it in the attic, just (laughs) hidden away from society for years until it broke out one day and snapped. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, (sighs) well, that's one way to explain it. (laughs) That would be a good good film, too. But (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately, we're in a David Cronenberg movie. It will not be that simple. Right. And um, Raglan sees a story about this in the news, and it's like, it's probably best if we send everyone home, except for Nola. And so they get everyone on the bus and Mike is like not having it. He's all like, You can't send me away, daddy. I need my daddy. Right. And um And he and calls so, uh he, Nola the,
0: the Queen Bee of the The Queen Bee organization. And <laughs>
1: Yeah. And in the meantime, poor Candy is just trying to get a damn education, which is really difficult to do. When two of those creepy ass-looking children <laughs> waddle their little asses in there with those jackets on, mm. and they 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 beat Ruth to death with with some sort of hammer th- thing, mm-hmm. which why do they have that in a children's k- k- kindergarten room? I don't can understand say. that. And all these kids are just looking on in horror. <laughs> all, all all I could think is, how traumatized were these child? right actors yeah Uh, yeah. it's just it's because it's a really gory scene yeah you you can't really like uh sugarcoat this it's uh, no it's it's
0: pretty disgusting
1: it's vicious and you know this character
0: did not deserve it but sometimes that's what happens folks you know it's a real shame she seemed like a good person and it's it's, uh... you know when you're in a messy divorce it's just showing like all the collateral damage that can happen with you know yeah this bad shit can happen you hurt the kid you hurt the people around you you hurt the people you're trying to date it's it's just exactly
1: innocent people get dragged in and it's it's just it's all messy and uh and the two creepy kids take candy and head down the road in the snow to the institute which is probably my favorite shot of the movie just these three little (laughs) these three little kids just walking
0: in the snow snow (laughs) we need like a you know how they they recut They recut some of those, um, like, family movies into, like, uh, horror trailers. I need, like, the opposite of this. I need this, like, recut into, (laughs) like,
1: a family family trailer. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's possible.
0: Maybe someone's already done it. I'll check on YouTube after this. The brood could
1: be, like, these, like, magical creatures that, like, teach the family how to love again and bring them together.
0: (laughs) Oh, just for the holidays. It's just in time. (laughs)
1: One man can save them, Dr. Raglan, with his (laughs) magical theories on family health. (sighs) Um, And uh, then Frank comes into the school because a kid comes out while he's talking to someone and is like, they're killing her. And he sees that Candy's gone and Ruth is dead. And so um, he goes to see Hartog. And now Mike from the Institute is there, too. And he's all like... Yeah, the Institute shut down because Nola's the queen bee, like you said. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he finds it, – it, it's kind of hard to tell how much time has passed because there's a, a newspaper article saying that Candy is missing, which don't they usually have to wait a few days before they can do that? Uh, Maybe not in Canada. Who knows? So that, maybe not. And that's another reason why Canada is better than us <laughs> right. because they actually care about their missing children. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is – One hour later, and they've already printed a newspaper (laughs) just for candy. (laughs) All the milk cartons have. Actually, I think they drink their milk in bags. And and they did it for a time. I don't know. But anyway. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so then she's missing and they can't find her. And uh, Frank goes to this apartment that Nola had in the city before she went to the Institute. And Candy's not there either. And then it's nighttime and he hears this weird noise and he goes outside to invade. Investigate, and, and it's Mike, who's all like, hey, man, I just want a meal. And then um, he's all like, um, I wonder if uh, he mentioned something about all these weird, disturbed kids that are kept in the same cabin as Nola. Right. And uh, and and he's like, wait, what? And and he's like, yeah, they just keep them out there. And he's like, wait a second. I'm starting to put two and two together. So he rushes out there and he arrives and Dr. Raglan's all like, okay, listen, it wasn't supposed to be like this. And I think we should come up with a plan. Uh, Why don't you go in there and talk to your wife and try to keep her calm while I try to get your daughter out of the attic where she's staying with all these demented, murderous children. He's all like, sounds like a plan. So they do this and Frank goes in to see Nola and she's all like, is it you? Am I dreaming? Is it really you? And he's trying to be nice and say stuff like, it was always you, Nola. It, it always will be. And then meanwhile, Dr. R- Raglan is in this attic where there's all these bunk beds for all the dozens of creepy kids that live here with candy. And he's like tiptoeing. And they're all like these robots that are just p- powered off at the moment. And they're just <laughs> sitting on the bed, not activated. It's really cre- creepy. And he's trying to wake up candy. And then Nola catches on that Frank is plainer. And she's all like, Oh, you love me, do you? Do you love all of me? Well, how about this? And she <laughs> opens up her dress, and there's all these like tumors all over her torso. And then on her Whoa. stomach, there's this huge sack where a baby's growing inside. And of course, Frank is like, This is some nasty shit. Right. And then she rips open the sack and pulls a fetus out and starts to clean it with, with her tongue. And Frank's all like, Girl, ooh. And she's <laughs> a, very, like, oh. a very pro-life statement here. <laughs> yeah. And she's all like, Oh, I disgust you, do I? Oh. Yeah. And he's all like, ferment, <laughs> No, no, this is totally natural. And um and this activates her rage. And now all the children wake up and start attacking Dr. Raglan. Ooh. And Candy goes and he's like shooting them and he, he does kill a few of them. But the majority gangs up on him and once again beats him to death with the blunt right. force trauma. And this is what happens when women are forced to give birth. I'm just saying. That's just right. Out there. That's right. <laughs> Not every woman should be a mother. Okay. No. no. And so Candy runs and hides in, in the next room, but they keep trying to break in. And Nola's all like, I'd rather kill Candace than have you take her. So F- Frank's like, okay, I guess I'll just kill you then so he starts strangling her until she's dead and then candy opens the door and all the children are dead on the floor and frank comes in to get her and they're driving off and isn't it nice that they can be a happy family now but then as they're driving the camera zooms in on candy's arm and she's already showing signs that of having two little blisters She's got her two little trauma blisters. Yeah, the trauma blisters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that might turn into tumors soon if Mm -hmm. she doesn't resolve her trauma. Right. The end. The end. It's a little downbeat, but you know it is. Oh well. But you know, it's 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 (laughs) realistic (laughs) again. Like
0: nobody gets out of this unharmed, you know. And uh, Mm -hmm. the kid is going to be damaged by this messy divorce, like no matter how you spin it. Absolutely. And absolutely. Yeah, I mean. Cronenberg, given that he's sort of writing himself into this, comes off probably a little better than he actually was in real life, and uh, that that sometimes happens. You know, we're all always the hero of our own story. It seems like you know when yeah. like when I'm when I tell a story about like my previous relationships, I'm sure I embellish and make myself sound better than I actually was. You know, um, right? There, there's nobody objectively there to like tell me rather you know if um, yeah. <laughs> if I'm telling the right story. I mean, we all have a different side of the story, um, and yeah, I think. This this character, um, comes out better than uh than uh most probably would in a similar situation. But I don't know. It's just it's it's just interesting to see like a divorce play out like this in a horror uh, fashion. I guess I, mm-hmm. I've just never like seen anything quite like this, um, even today. No. Um, it, it just it's just a movie that works on a lot of different levels. You know, you you can watch it for the practical effects, which a lot of people do. They love you know Cornenberg for that. Um, you can watch it for the uh the sort of relationship uh, drama divorce uh, uh trauma screenplay and um um the childhood trauma and it, i will say even though she is not um portrayed in the greatest light like they do give her some reasoning like there is reasoning why she is the way she is like she was right. abused by you know um uh, in a sense both of her parents because her dad yeah. overlooked it happening and um
1: yeah so it's very in invalidating, which yeah. is you know a kind yeah. of a trauma so right
0: so like the, the the men don't come out totally amazing in this either especially her dad no. who's like essentially again overlooked that a lot of this was happening or just yeah, i don't know just didn't do anything about it but um yeah i i don't know i, I like i said i think i think it just works on a lot of different levels in that regard and the performances are all really strong that, that scene um, near the end where Candace is, like, being attacked by the brood is just, like,
1: crazy, oh, like, God, with so arms scary. just, like, coming through the
0: door, and it just, it feels very, like, oh. formative for, like, everything. <laughs> like, so many other films yeah. have just, like, taken that, like, exact scene, we're just, like, ugh, it's crazy.
1: It's um, so scary. I-, I think the first time I ever saw clips from this was on um, Terror in the o- Isles, oh, yeah. that was yeah. one yeah. that yeah, they yeah, yeah. showed, and I was like, mm-hmm. what is this movie? This looks mm-hmm. so scary. Yeah, I think that's why I... T- 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 tracked it down because i was like this movie looks like it is really freaky yeah and it was and it was you know um yeah all the the mental health stuff with this like
0: psychotherapy that uh goes very wrong and the the sort of cult mentality and it's just it's just it's got a lot to say about a lot of different stuff and um um, without like beating you over the head with it i think that's what separates a lot of these these 70s movies from like contemporary um, horror movies that try to like be socially relevant and have social commentary because they they it
1: just end up beating over the head with it and you're like i get it like yeah. I, I understand what you're saying i don't need to be like babied that's kind of the problem I, I think that might be why you know some people find some some flaws in the the portrayal of nola is mm-hmm. because if this was made now they would make sure like a thousand times over that we as the audience know that the filmmakers don't think of Nola as a bad person. They would right. make sure they would give her monologues of how, you know, she's not a bad person. They would find a way to sort of gloss over a lot a lot of stuff because p- people nowadays are so scared of their films being misinterpreted as right. something that they didn't intend. So they have to give these big monologues and beat you over the head to make sure that everyone knows, like we didn't intend this character to come off badly, mm. you know. And and yeah. I think that would just kind of take away from a lot of the power. Yeah, because it's it's I don't know. It's just it, this kind of does what I think a lot of newer films are trying to do, but it just does it in a much more I don't know confident way, I guess, where it just yeah. gives the audience, um. It, it, it has confidence in the audience to get it and not have to have it explained, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it doesn't have those big sweeping monologues where we have to like right. tell you exactly what's going on. And um, yeah. it kind of allows you to make your own um, opinions about things. Like even the, the, right. the dad character, like we said, the um, um, uh, Noah's Noah's dad, like, I mean, mm-hmm. you could interpret him in multiple ways and like they don't tell you right. exactly what's going on there. And um, even the um, Frank like, um, that's the main guy's name, right? I already forgot. Right, yeah. Yeah, Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uh, like, I don't know. We, we we don't really ever learn that much about him, even though he is the protagonist, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, um, He's.
1: I guess he works for some sort of construction company. That's really all yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, it kind of leaves it open for you to interpret him how you want to interpret him too, which is kind yeah. of interesting. Um, Yeah, but it, it, it just doesn't spoon feed you everything. And I, I think that is uh, to its credit. Yeah, I don't
1: think really the guys come off particularly well in this movie either. So, I don't think they do either. I think everyone's kind of a piece of shit except they kind of are Ruth and Candy. Really, I mean, yeah, (laughs) those are the two that are the innocents, and that poor classroom of kids of traumatized (laughs) children (laughs) who will never be the same again.
0: It's like uh, (laughs) second only to uh, that scene from May
1: where (laughs) oh my god, yeah. Or, or, or oh, what, what what what's the one in um uh silent night deadly night at the end where like oh, they, yeah. they, they 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 shoot santa <laughs> in front of us <laughs> yeah. okay that was pretty <laughs> that might take the cake that might that yeah <laughs> oh, another film so bad. about trauma <laughs> oh it's so bad, it's so bad. <laughs> uh, oh man yeah if if you want to have a memorable movie you got to have some traumatized kids in there mm-hmm. somewhere
0: Yep. Uh, <laughs> what a movie! What a film!
1: Oh boy, yeah.
0: It's, it's fun to revisit film. and it's great seasonal viewing because it's all wintry it and cold, and uh, just makes you want to sip some hot yes. chocolate and um, 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 umbilical fluid. You know, whatever's laying mm. around. <laughs>
1: oh, it goes so well with hot chocolate. Just <laughs> dip that cord in there. <laughs> crunch. Never crunch. mind the
0: Bailey's. Just that. Put in the no. umbilical <laughs> fluid there. Little.
1: A little touch of umbilical cord a little spices little. it up mm-hmm. it's a little fun festive tip mm-hmm. for your holiday mm-hmm. eggnog too just you know just <laughs> just add your... umbilical cord and if your turkey is dry
0: uh try some placenta seasoning you know you just uh, <laughs> mix it with some
1: sage and rye and
0: it'll be great it'll be great
1: Personally, I'm going to take the turkey and recreate the final scene of the movie um, and just start to lick it. And to say, this is my turkey now. Do I disgust you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm picturing um Joey from Friends with the turkey <laughs> on his head and just like pulling it off and like licking it. <laughs>
0: hmm?
1: It's Joey. It's Joey.
0: Ah <laughs> oh, my. Do you have a nice Overlook gem to leave our audience with today?
1: nice a you want something nice (laughs) well never mind (laughs) let me scroll through Uh, fuck this one fuck this one um um, i am going to pick a film today that is entitled um deadly games this is not a good movie but (laughs) it is very cozy and since this is the cozy time of year I want to suggest a cozy film. It's from 1982. I believe it was released. I think it might've been shot in 1980. Just got a release on arrow. Um, it was one of those movies that were just lingering in VHS obscurity forever. Never really played on TV that much. Never right. got a DVD release. And it was very, very dark. And this blu-ray looks beautiful.
0: It's the, and the, it's the really... ski mask, right? The, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. And it's, um, it's, it's very much more of like a, a kind of a small town, relationship drama because Mm. this woman's killed and her sister comes back home to kind of help solve the murder and and then she gets involved in this series of murders with these like swingers there's like swinger couples and Mm -hmm. everyone's fucking each other and sounds like the late 70s early 80s here yeah exactly i mean it's very of its time Mm -hmm. and uh it's, it's, you know, it's like the ice storm with a body count. I don't know. <laughs> not quite. Delicious. But it's, wow. <laughs> I don't want to hype it up too much. Lord. Um, but yeah, it's like, like, what? It's, it's, it's not very scary. It's not really that suspenseful. It's sort of like a TV movie with like a little bit more, you know, chutzpah, I guess. I, I love know. some chutzpah.
0: I mean, they, yeah. They... <laughs> just makes the movie really
1: <laughs> i don't know why i'm recommending this movie but because most of you are gonna hate it because it's it's sort of on the more dull side but i choose to not say dull i will say cozy well that's uh that that's a wrap on the brood
0: um so yes. wrap up your placentas and uh you know, bring them Go to them. your local orphanages and uh because who, who knows you know they might need them they, might need them. Yeah. Uh, they bake very well at three 50 <laughs> 50 degrees you know just uh stick check, them in a pie check on them every couple hours and uh yeah. yeah
1: um i mean there there are people that like eat the placenta though there are it's there a are. thing i find it a little frightening it's but, a real thing apparently know, they're very high
0: in vitamins and uh they give you like mm-hmm. a little bit of a high feeling i wouldn't know i've never tried but this is what it oh yeah. is this like oh i didn't know it gave you a high that's fascinating i uh, yeah, i don't i mean i just wow. know they're very high in vitamins and, and it could be a psychological thing too but who knows probably um but as always, folks, we are on Facebook and Twitter, HOHH podcast. Twitter's still standing as far as I know, I haven't checked today, but I assume it's still there.
1: Oh, it just crashed. Damn uh, it. You jinxed us, Kevin. Elon <laughs> Musk, damn it. His head just exploded and uh, <laughs> and he took the rest of Twitter with him.
0: Not surprised. Not surprised. Instagram, we're there. Home wasn't haunted till all one word uh we are on letterboxd we are on itunes you can leave us a review on there for the holidays that would be wonderful um please be kind if you do um it's like it's like your mother always said if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all yeah otherwise we'll be back next week with something i don't know it's uh, christmas week so we'll we'll think about it and uh it'll be something
1: fun um or maybe not maybe we wanted to depress you we're doing last house on the left fuckers okay and you're gonna (laughs) like it you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> Happy holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we're going to do Requiem for a Dream. How do you um, like yeah. them egg rolls, huh? Oh, God, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's still a film I've only seen once. And I don't, I don't Me know too. if I, if it's I will ever movie. watch it again. I just it's, can't it's, go it's back good, to I'm, it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so vivid in my head. I don't need to see it again. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Stay uh, safe for the holidays as always. Um... Really just... I mean, pay teachers more. That yeah, is the lesson of this movie. That's the theme it's of this, just, this film. Yeah. They do a lot for us. They teach our kids. They watch our kids when we go to find, you know, when, 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 when we leave. Right. And they don't deserve to be put through the ringer by our rage.
0: No. Oh, these past couple years, I mean,
1: the shit they've had to deal with.
0: Like, kids were the last ones who would get vaccinated. So these teachers mm-hmm. have literally been risking their lives, like, for yeah. multiple years now since this pandemic mm-hmm. has been going on and it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Exactly. And, and, and you, then you have all the conservatives coming in telling him what they can and can't teach. And it's just like, Ugh. it's a terrible time to be a teacher. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's never been wonderful pay wise, but like it's, it's, I understand why there are so many openings now because it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a thankless job and it's unfortunate because I think teachers are some of the best people, you know, Absolutely, you, you will meet overall. I mean, there's always going to be some bad ones, but you know, it's, Oh yeah. It's, 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 um, Yeah, Yeah, uh, I guess we we we
1: we all did have that one teacher, or maybe two, that were kind of assholes that we kind of wish we could sick the brood on, maybe. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. But then looking back, it's like they were underpaid, so it's like they were probably partly why they were so fucking (laughs) sad. Like no wonder she had a flask at her desk. (laughs) I totally get it now. (laughs) Right, right. I'm so sorry, Miss Johnson. (laughs) i've become miss johnson (laughs) 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 oh
0: god yeah yeah go go go, uh send your teacher a message this holiday season and just the the good ones you liked and let them know that they had an impact on your life uh,
1: that's a good idea i like that
0: i think um they would appreciate that uh yeah otherwise we'll uh be back next week we will with a surprise with a surprise as always um Happy holidays.